Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Take your Bibles this morning and open them up to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, we're going to read just two verses, get us started here, verse 10 and 11. The Bible says this, For he that will love life and see good days, that's, that's the title of this morning's message, love and life and good days. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. As we know this, that uh, life is a precious thing. Uh, life is precious and it's a gift from God. Um, not, just, not just that we have the breath in our lungs, not just that we are alive, but that we can live life uh, to the fullest, that we can live life for God. I think we know this, and the Bible clearly teaches this, that it's not about living for self, not living for ourselves. Uh, As we do that, we know that that is many times just empty, but that we can uh, live a life that brings glory to God, and that we can enjoy the life that God has given us, uh, and, and enjoy it with those that God has given us. And he gives us a, a kind of a, a simple outline here, maybe the, a formula or a key, some keys here on how that we can uh, uh, love life, how that we can enjoy the, the days of our lives. And the first thing that he says here is the first is to refrain from speaking evil and guile. So it's about what we use our mouth and what we use our tongue uh, to say. And I don't know about you, but uh, many times the trouble that I get into is because of the things that I say. It would save us from a lot of trouble, wouldn't it, if we, uh, if we watched what we say. And he says that to refrain from speaking evil or guile. That word guile um, is, is deceit or duplicity. And it was said of Jesus Christ, uh, he had no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Amen. Maybe a, an example of guile in the Bible, someone that's saying one thing but meaning another, is Judas Iscariot. When in John chapter 12, he said about the, uh, the ointment that was given to Christ, he says, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence? And given to the poor. And then the Bible says, This he said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he had the bag and bore what was put therein. And so he's saying one thing, and it sounded good, but there was guile in his mouth. He was really meaning another, and he had a different way of doing it. And so here in our Christian walk, and here in our Walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, words do matter. 
what we say and, and, and our motive of how we say these things, they do matter. Hold your finger there, but we're going to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. He says this in verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto Him in all things, which is the head even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. Isn't it interesting how the body of Christ, God's people, uh, that we are to uh, be compacted, that we are to fit together, each part of the body were to fit together. And he says here that every joint supplieth. In other words, uh, you supply something for another part of the body and, and vice versa, and it works out that way. And many times, this edifying of itself, he says at the end of that verse, uh, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Many, many times the edifying of itself, or that word edifying, built up, the, the building up of each other and the help and the growth of each other is done by us speaking the truth in love. Uh, by the words that we say and how we say them. Look at verse 29 of Ephesians 4. Verse 29 of Ephesians 4 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That's a powerful, that's a powerful verse, isn't it? That's actually a way of life, isn't it? He says, uh, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but here's what is to go out of our mouth, that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace and tears. You know, what, you know what the Lord has given us to use in our Christian lives and in our walk with the Lord? Do you know the Lord has given us things to use? Yeah, and one of the things, one of the tools that God has given us to use is our, is our mouth. And, and as we use it, what are we to use it for? We're to use it that it may minister grace under the hearers, that it can edify and build up. He goes on to say in verse 40 or 30, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed under the day of redemption. You know we have the Holy Spirit of God, those that have been saved and born again. We've been sealed by the Holy Spirit of God until the day of redemption. Amen. But the Holy Spirit can be grieved. It's not our conscience. The Holy Spirit is not our conscience. The Holy Spirit, though, can be grieved. And you know how it can be grieved in the context here of this passage? By what we say. Have you ever experienced that where, where you're, you're talking and maybe you don't have the right, uh, the right motive or the right heart in what you're saying? And then all of a sudden that Holy Spirit's grieved and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, you know? I shouldn't have gone there. I shouldn't have said those things. He says, hey, fall, listen to the Holy Spirit. Then he goes like this, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all mouth. Do you know that sometimes... Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You can't hide it. Over, have you ever, you have bitterness and anger down inside. You know what happens? It comes out. It comes out eventually. And he says, hey, put those things aside. But be, and be kind one to another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven 
you. And so what we say is important and how we say it, it all comes from the heart. But listen, if that bitterness and that anger and all those things are in there, they'll begin to come out. And uh, my goodness, these words have power in them. We're talking about being able to love life and have good days. Uh, he says, use your words wisely as you, as you say these things. Words are important. God shows us that His Word is important, doesn't He? Yes, um, it's by His Word He spoke the world into existence. It's by His Word that we have life and that we have eternal life. James talks a lot about the tongue and, and, and the mouth, the words that we say. He says, if any man among you seem to be religious... And bridle if not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. You know what he's saying? Hey, you can act religious and put on a front. You can act like uh, you have a walk with the Lord and you're righteous. But boy, if you can't bridle your tongue or refrain what we're saying a little bit, he says it's vain. It's not working. These, these words that God's given us to speak, they are a gift, but with that gift comes great responsibility. It's like, uh, it's like a fire, right? Fire is an awesome thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a huge gift to us when it's contained, right? right? It can bring heat. It can bring energy, all these sort of things that it can do. Uh, but my goodness, when it gets out of control, it destroys a lot of things, and it can't, you can't bring it back. That's what James meant when he said in James 3, 5, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And so once these words go out and starts this little fire, you can see that a little fire can turn into a forest fire and can turn into scorched earth. And you say, how did that happen? Because of the words that we say. And so we can make a covenant with our mouth and say, listen, I want to take my words and use them to build up, use them to minister grace to the hearer, and not use my words to, 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 to uh, uh, hurt or destroy or tear down, or if there's bitterness or anger in my heart, I need to get that right with God before I say a word, right? Because it'll eventually come out of the words that I'm saying. This is a, this is a way to be able to have a good day. He says, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Pleasant words, uh, good words. You know, you know uh, the gospel, that's what? Good news. Yeah, that's good news. Now, he, those are pleasant words. To make that covenant with our mouth to say, listen, my mouth was given to me by God, first and foremost, to praise Him, to glorify Him, and then to be able to tell the good news and to be able to be an encouragement and to edify and to help. Um, you know what else I would say on this line? Just because of the society that we live in, it's worth saying. Not just what we say, but also what we hear. Doesn't that affect us a lot? Oh my. And so in the media today, and social media today, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting against any of these things. I'm just saying, uh, maybe ask yourself, how much of this is evil? And how much of this is guile? In other words, it's duplicity. Uh, they're saying one thing, uh, but they really mean the other. 
They're trying, they have a message that they're trying to push, but they're not being honest about it, right? How much of that? I would say maybe we should refrain from some of those things because I'm, I'm uh, as much as we have the media constantly coming into our ears now and into our eyes, and as much as we have the social media, I don't know that it's made us a happier people. I don't know that it's made us love our neighbors more. I don't really think it has. I don't know that it's helped our our, our close relationships and closest friends. I don't know that it strengthens the home and the marriage. They really don't. And so when you look at those things, you start to say, okay, what's important? Maybe, maybe there's some things that not just that I say, but also that I hear that I need to refrain from. But then he goes on to say in, in Peter, so he says, uh, you, you refrain from, from evil and speaking guile, but also that you would eschew evil and do good. Now, that word eschew, evil, means to flee from, right? To run from it, to flee from it, to shun it. To avoid it, to avoid evil. Isn't that what the the Lord said that he that he liked about Job? He said uh, to, to Satan, he said, "Have you considered my servant Job uh, a, a, a person?" And then the Lord said this about Job: he, that he was perfect and upright. And then he said, "Here's what made him perfect and upright in the Lord's eyes: is that he was a man that feared God and eschewed evil." He said, this is what I like about my servant Job. He's a man that fears me and eschews evil. And by the way, I think you can, those two go hand in hand. Yeah, uh, those two, when you have the fear of the Lord, uh, that means that, you know what God, and, and I know this, doesn't, this isn't deep this morning, but you know what God wants from his people? He wants him to be, he wants us, his people, to be on his side against evil. Amen. I mean, we, there's no reason that we need to justify it. There's no reason that we need to enjoy it. There's no reason that we need to uh, do any of those things. We just need to be on God's side against evil, Amen. the fear of the Lord. He says, listen, this is today we should, we should shun it. Not, and, I, and, I, and I hope you know that what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to talk like that we are a holier than thou, that we are a pious group of people. But uh, in our own personal heart and in our own personal life, where we say, listen, I just want to avoid that. I just want to avoid that. Why? Because that's not God honoring. Right? And, and a little bit shun that. Um, I think as the church... The church, you know, the, the church is uh, multiple things. I, you know, you know that we are we are a group of people that want to glorify God. Yes, we want to glorify Him. We want to we want to reach the we want to reach our community and the world with the gospel. But we want to edify each other, meaning we come together to build each other up. And honestly, when we come together, this should be a safe haven, you know. And 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 if the world and as the world gets worse. And as we feel like our, our, our beliefs are being, you know, trampled and assaulted and, and laughed at and looked as old-fashioned and all these sort of things and the way of the past, I think we can come together in the body of Christ and find a little bit of refuge in the body of Christ to say, hey, this is a place where we're not ashamed to say we try to avoid evil. Where, where, the, uh, where we have a fear of God, a deep-rooted fear, reverence, honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, in verse 4, by humility 
and fear and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Let me read that again. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. We're talking about love and life this morning. Talking about love and life. Do you know that that is so backward from kind of the message of today? Humility and the fear of the Lord. It is so backward from, from what, what, what everyone else is trying to do. It's all about putting me first and putting me out there and self and, and all these things. And, and the fear of the Lord is out the window. It's kind of do what is right in our own eyes uh, type thing. But he said, no, the way, the way to right is by humility and the fear of the Lord. Now, I think if we have the fear of God, we're going to have a lot more uh, good days than bad. I think that if we avoid evil, I think that if we shun evil, if we try to get away from evil, that we're going to have uh, a lot more good days than bad. He says, the Bible says, the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. In other words, if we decide to go the way of sin and the way of evil, we're going to have a hard life. It's, it, 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 sin destroys. Amen. And, and it ends lives early. Uh, he says, uh, the way of the transgressor is hard. Proverbs 14 or Proverbs 4 and verse 14 says this. Enter not into the path of the wicked. And go not the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. Do you know there's some places as, as, as God-fearing people that we should just avoid? That there's just some areas that, that just kind of set, set, set apart and set aside for evil that we should just say, you know what, I don't even, my, my eyes and my kids' eyes, and my, we don't even need to see that. Amen. There's just some, some things that are set aside for, for wickedness, where, where, where wickedness is celebrated, where evil and the, and the way against God is, is, is lifted up. And you know what, that we'll just, if there's a different way to go, we'll go the different way. We won't even pass by it. We just won't go around that. Why? Because we have a fear of God and we want to avoid those things and pass, pass not by it. Look what he says in Romans. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. I think it's good to talk about living clean lives and holy lives um, as Christians. Now, we don't think that we are holy. Uh, we don't think that we are, we're anything great, but God in us, He sets us apart and sanctifies us and He wants us to live holy lives through His power and through His strength. Romans chapter 12 and verse... Look at verse 9. He says... Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Isn't that what we should do as a church? I mean, of all places. And I'm not trying to get on anything else, but of all places where evil should be abhorred and a group of people should cleave to that which is good is the church of the living God. Yes, amen. Where we shouldn't be ashamed to say, no, evil should be out there. Evil's what, what uh, goes on out there. Let us cleave to that which is good. Let us hold to those things which was good. And, and I think that's the second part of that verse. He says, eschew evil and do 
good. I don't think that it's just enough for us to say, oh, we're against, you know, we're everything that we're against, you know, that we eschew evil, that we wear all those things, you know, that we're just going to sit back as, as pious do-gooders, uh, but do nothing. No, there's a second part of this as, and do good, right? Uh, you know what we need to do as believers? Live it up. You say, how do we live it up? We live it up by following the Lord Jesus Christ and doing good. The things that we were created to do, the things that we were made to do. We know our salvation is by grace through faith. It's not by good works. But after we've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and He's empowered us with His Holy Spirit, uh, we are created on two good works. That's what He says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. For we are His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus, what? Unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. What has God ordained for us as His people, as those that have been uh, put into the body of Christ and born again, that we should do good works. Doing good is never wrong. Doing good is never wrong. You get a decision, you say, well, should I do this or not? Well, if you're really wondering, is it a good thing? Is it something good that can be done? It's never wrong doing good, right? It's never wrong to do right, is it? He says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, uh, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick that giveth light unto all that are in the house. Now we know that in us, in and of ourselves, we don't have the light. It's God in us that's the light. It's the Holy Spirit of God in us that's the light. But how does that light come out? Look at the next verse. Let your light shine before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. So why is it that we do these things? Uh, It's God in us that does it. It's the Holy Spirit in us. It's the light in us that comes out. But when we do these good things, it's not to be seen of men. It's not so that we become the focus. But that people through us can give the glory to God. Can give the glory to God. Just the, the light of God in us. This morning I texted and, and you guys know John from, uh, from Charity who accepted Christ uh, one year ago today. It was one year ago on a Sunday morning. It was the first time uh, he had uh, ever gone into church. And uh, he's in his uh, mid-30s and uh, was uh, strung out on some hard drugs. And it was going to be over between him and his wife. And he said, honey, uh, I'm going to go to church in the morning. He said, she about fell out of bed. Yeah, she said, are you kidding me, John? And, uh, and uh, I've been uh, texting back and forth with him this morning and uh, about, and I'll be seeing him here in a little bit. But he's been free from drugs for a year. Amen. But he's been leading many, many of his family members to Christ, many Amen. of his friends to Christ. And, and when you see John, an absolute changed person that he is it doesn't make us want to say wow john you're such a great person you know what it wants us to say wow god you're such a great god what a powerful light 
to see how wonderful God, you can change an individual to from one thing to absolutely another thing. Uh, clear as day and it makes us want to glorify God and that's what God will do in our lives is he will he will change us and he will have us do things that we would have never done before and say things that we could have never said before and ultimately it's God that gets the glory out of it as we become a light so he says here that we are to to uh, keep our tongue from evil and guile that we are to uh, uh, shoe evil and do good. And the last thing that he says is to seek peace and ensue it, or pursue it, to pursue peace. Matthew 5 and verse 9 where Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. You know, I know that, again, this is very practical, but you don't want to stir up strife or contention because then you'll have strife and contention. Right? I mean, it's just as practical. If you want to stir up trouble, then you're going to be in trouble, right? And so we're talking about loving life and having good days. Do you know that it's going to be a lot better good days if you're a peacemaker than a troublemaker, right? Uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot. You're going to love life a lot more because the more that we stir up the trouble, the more trouble that we're going to be in. Christ is the one that made this possible. He's the one that gives peace for us. He's the one that made peace between us and God. Isn't it? Isn't it through Jesus Christ? And that's how I want to close this morning. Turn to John chapter 10. Through Jesus Christ that He is our peace. And He is making peace. He made peace with us and, and the Father. Bringing us into reconciliation with Him. John chapter 10 This is uh, the discourse of the Good Shepherd. Jesus begins um, teaching here. And he says in verse 9, I am the door. Jesus said, I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Amen. You know that, that, that word saved? That's a, that's a biblical word. It was Jesus that said that uh, that by me, the door, that if you enter into me, you can be saved. You say, how is it this morning that I, um, I can be saved? How is it this morning that I can be born again? As Jesus also said, you must be born again. Uh, the way to salvation, the way to be saved is Jesus Christ. He's the door. He's the door. There's no other way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You, you're not saved by good works, as I've already mentioned. You're not saved by, by baptism or by church membership or by any of these things that uh, so many times people think that maybe uh, will bring salvation. But we're saved by entering into the door, which is Jesus Christ. He says, I am the door, and by me, if any man enter in, he shall be shaved, saved and shall go in and out and shall find pasture. The thief cometh but to steal, kill, and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. We're talking this morning about a loving life and seeing good days. Jesus Christ here says that he, I am come 
that you might have life. Well, what kind of life is this uh, that Jesus Christ is talking about? He mentions this life in John chapter 1. He says, um, he has come into the world and the world was made by him and knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But, he says in verse 12 of chapter 1, as many as received him, Christ, as many as received him, as many as went into the door, he gave the power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. Yeah. So he says, listen, I've come to give you life and this life is the eternal life and this life is an abundant life this life that we can have in christ is not uh, something that is just um purposeless meaningless mundane although there are mundane days and there are trials and there are suffering don't misunderstand what i'm saying but in this there's only in christ jesus is there any uh sense made of the suffering is there any sense made of what is going on in the world? And we begin to see, listen, we have an abundant life made possible by Jesus Christ. So this life starts by going in the door. It's a simple question this morning, but have you gone in the door? Uh, you say, what do you mean by that? Has there been a time in your life where you said, Lord Jesus, I want to receive you as my Savior. I want my sins to be forgiven. I believe the gospel. I believe that you died for my sins and that you were buried and that you rose again. That you are God and I'm asking you to save me. I'm putting my faith in you. That's the door. But then for the way to the abundant life is the good shepherd. That's the way to continue. You know, the way that we enter in, then we just follow the good shepherd. He says in this, this uh, uh, passage in verse 3 and verse 4, he says, um, the sheep hear his voice. You want, a, you want an abundant life? Hear his voice. His presence is what's important to us. It really is. We sang that song this morning, Lord, I need you. There, there are so many things we think we need that we don't. We need him. Amen. The sheep need the shepherd. The sheep need the shepherd. The shepherd will take care of everything else. The, she the shepherd will take care of us better than we can take care of ourselves. And he says, oh, far better than we can take care of ourselves. Yeah, matter of fact, we'll get ourselves in trouble, won't we? <laughs> he, said, he, he said, no, no, no. The sheep hear my voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And here's the key. And the sheep follow him. You say, what's the way to loving life? What's the way to that abundant life? We see in these good days is one is going in the door, having life, having eternal life. And two, hearing the shepherd, hearing the shepherd's voice and allowing him to lead us and guide us in our Christian life. Uh, he can give us the truth that sets us free from the bondages of this world, from the evil and the guile that's out there. He can live through us, that Holy Spirit of God empowering us to become the light that we are called to be. Entering into Christ's salvation and then following the Good Shepherd, that Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into our lives. As we bow our heads to pray, I would ask you this as you pray this morning.
Maybe you're in here this morning and you know Christ and you know that you're saved, but maybe you're not loving life and, and you're not seeing those good days. Maybe you would ask yourself, have I been hearing from the shepherd? Have I been hearing from his word? Have I been following him closely? Maybe you're here this morning and you say, I don't know Christ as my Savior, but I would, I would like to do that. I would like to pray and to receive him as my Savior. I'd like to be born again and enter into that door. If you're like that, maybe you'd pray this prayer. Lord, God, I know I'm a sinner. God, I, I need you in my life to save me and forgive me my sins. Lord, I'm asking you to come in as I go into you, God. I'm asking you to save me and forgive me. I put my faith and trust in your death for my payment for sins and that you were buried and you rose again, defeating death. And I put my faith and trust in that and ask you, God, to forgive me and save me. Going into the door is the greatest decision that any anyone can make and then from that day on, it's just as simple as being the sheep that follows the shepherd and hears his, his voice. Well, let's pray. God, we come before you this morning, Lord, and just need you. Lord, uh, we want as individuals and as a church to live the life that you've called us to live and enjoy it, God. Uh, Lord, to love the life that you've given us. And to see good days in our, in our time. And Lord, uh, as the world is evil, God, you can lead us into pastures away from these things as we follow you and hear your voice and give us hope, God, and give us comfort and strength through these times. Lord, we love you. Praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website, or you could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.